0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the many, many blessings you've already poured upon us this day and out of the blessed opportunity to get into your word. Help us now as we do that to receive that message and encourage us to share that with others at this time of sharing. Thank you so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. One of the great things that Christians have is that Christians are never alone. When Jesus Christ saves you, indwells you with the Holy Ghost, you become a tabernacle of God, and He moves into you, and you are never alone. No matter what the situation you're in, no matter where you're at, no matter if there's many, many people around you, or no one around you, you're still never alone, because the Lord is with His, His Christians, Christians, Christ-like, the born again, those that are indwelt with the Holy Ghost. And they're never alone. And in that comes comfort, can come peace, can come even a attitude of fearlessness. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 reads, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's a verse that we all should memorize and keep in mind all the time. Because He is right there with us all the time. He can strengthen us. And it is by His righteousness. Because it says, the right hand of my righteousness. The righteousness of God. When that's poured upon us. When that's blanketed upon us. That can shield us, that can protect us, They can see us through whatever we face. Even all the way to the point of being horribly tortured and killed, you're still being taken care of. You don't have to be afraid, even in the process of being killed by an evil person in this world. Because you are eternal. You have a glorified body waiting for you. You have a relationship with the Lord for eternity, sealed. It cannot be taken away from you by your physical destruction. You still have that. And that's something that can give you that fearlessness, because even up to the point of being fearless in the face of death. A story I'd heard a while back at one of the seminars I was at, um, a preacher went to one of the big cities, and he finished up a seminar somewhere, and he decided to take a little walk. And that might not have been that good of an idea in the area that he was at, and somebody had come up to mug him. And he pointed a gun at him. And he said, give me all your money or I'll kill you. And he says, boy, you can't threaten me with heaven. Like, I'm not afraid to die. He said, to, if I get it right, he said that the fellow was so confused at that that he walked off. He didn't mug him. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And over in Psalm 139. This is a fascinating psalm. We don't have to be afraid when we're facing challenges in this world. And this is a psalm of David. As it reads in Psalm one thirty nine, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. This is something we've got to keep in mind, all t- as well. He is in us; He knows our very thoughts, and He is always searching us, you might say. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down and mine uprising. Thou understandest. My thought afar off, thou compasseth my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways, compasseth He like a compass, all the way around, totally engulfing us around us all the time. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. He knows it before you even speak it. And that is really hard to get our minds wrapped around. How eternal Jesus Christ is. How eternal God is. Past, present, and future. He knows everything before it even happens. Even our very thoughts that are in our mind. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid Thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Like, I cannot even begin to comprehend the power of God. Whither shall I go from Thy Spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light before me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, But the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Jesus Christ spoke light into existence after all. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. These next few verses here are used in the argument about abortion. How the Lord knows an individual before they're even completely formed in the womb. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect or incomplete. He already knows that child before that child's born. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Very important one there. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. we got to know that he's always doing that. We need to yield ourselves to him, submit ourselves to him. And he illustrates here in the previous verses, it's okay to hate your enemy in a way that you're hating what they do. He refers there to them hating the Lord, so he hates them. But we are instructed by the Lord in the New Testament to love our enemies. That means we need to have compassion on them. We can hate their behavior, but not hate them personally, but hate their behavior. And that's what he's illustrating there. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting So we really pray for the Lord to look us over very carefully. Because He's right there within us all the time. And He sees everything. He knows everything. There's no hide in Him. It isn't you go out of town and be away from the Lord. It isn't that you go into a dark place and be away from the Lord. He's right there with you all the time. When you are a truly born again Christian. Proverbs 15 verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He's always seeing everything. And of course, the awesome psalm of David in Psalm 23. We use this psalm so often because it applies in so many different ways. It the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That want is be in need, be in want, be without something that you have to have. You will always have what you need when you are guided by the true shepherd, Jesus Christ. The one and only shepherd. No man ever in existence can be a shepherd other than Jesus Christ. Period. He is the one and only true shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. This valley of the shadow of death was a literal place at the time David wrote this. It was an area that travelers would get mugged and killed. Everything would be stolen from them. It was a very dangerous concealed area that was known for a dangerous place to travel through if you had any kind of substance that somebody wanted to steal from you. It was known as the valley of the shadow of death. He Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But we can apply that to any danger that we might enter into whether it be a part of your job or whether it be because of where you live or where you have to travel, that are dangerous places. And we find ourselves in those dangerous places sometimes. But we can be at peace knowing that the Lord is right there with us as we enter into those dangerous places. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff. The rod is, is known as the Word of God. When we know His Word, we have the comfort because He tells us over and over that He's with us. He's going to be with us. He's going to guide us. He's going to protect us. He indwells us and stays with us. That comforts us. Thy rod and thy staff, they from me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over he pours so many blessings upon us that it runs over. Then we can share those blessings with others around us. And verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the one you can really say amen about. You're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That means in His household, in His family, forever. Forever. So many wonderful things to look forward to with that as well. To be able to be with the Lord for eternity. And that has been made available to us by the finished work of Jesus Christ. And over in chapter 10 of Matthew, the Lord was sending out His disciples. He called them apostles, which means to be sent out. And He gave them some instructions and He gave them some comforting words that we also since he gave all of us the great commission and declared all of us apostles in that way to be sent out to spread the gospel. So we can take the instructions and the comfort that he gave to his apostles and apply them to our lives as well. And we pick it up here in Matthew chapter 10 in verse 25. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master. And the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Beelzebub, or the devil, or a servant or worker of the devil. And this is something that's going to happen. We see how the world is turning against the Christians. We see how in the United States, that there is more and more persecution, more and more condemnation for Christians and Christian values than has ever been in this country. It is on increase, terrible increase. And they are proclaiming that Christianity is evil, which is a work of Satan. And it is on the increase, showing us that the last days are right upon us. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. All of those false accusations against the Christians are going to be exposed. The Lord knows them. He sees that. There is going to be accountability for it. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. The more and more they try to quiet us down to keep us silent, the more we should be... Boldly proclaiming the Lord, sharing his gospel these last few years with the crazy craziness of the pandemic shutdowns and silencing churches and even keeping churches from being able to sing hymns, it was ridiculous, purely of Satan, and we should all just proclaim as loud as we can the gospel. But I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body. That's a powerful statement there. And fear not them which kill the body. It means if they threaten to kill you, you don't need to be afraid of them. But are not able to kill the soul. They can't take you from the Lord. They can't kill your soul. That's eternal but rather fear Him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. That's who you need to be fearing. You don't fear mankind. You fear the Lord. The Lord's one that's going to hold us all accountable for our actions and our behaviors and our very thoughts, not mankind. Because this world is just a flash. This world is temporal. This world is vapor like James speaks of. Here and gone. This life is so temporary Read 28 again and fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell are not two sparrows sold for a farthing and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father but the very hairs of your head are all numbered the very hairs of your head are numbered the Lord knows everything. And the reference here to even the number of hairs that's in your head, He knows. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. More value than many sparrows. He's talking about the sparrows earlier. He says, we are of more value than the animal world. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. That confession, that is proclaiming. When we proclaim Jesus Christ, we are building up rewards. When we proclaim Him, we are making a statement that we are His and that He is in us. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be they of his own household. This is a caution that's gone to us. This is a warning of the rejection that we're going to face, even within our own household. I've had family members threaten to kill me. And I'm sure some of you have had such issues. Because you're a Christian. Because you're different. Because they hate it when they can see a difference in you that is not in them, and they turn against you. Verse 37, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it for... Excuse me. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. This is not talking about martyrism. This is talking about Letting yourself get moved out of the way. Let the life of Jesus Christ be prominent in your life. The will of the Lord be your will. That you humble yourselves like we were studying in Romans chapter 12. It's your reasonable service to present yourself a living sacrifice to Jesus Christ. It's only reasonable that we do that. And that's what he's speaking of. That our life becomes his. Our life is his possession. He bought us all with his precious blood. We need to acknowledge that and act like that. He that findeth his life shall lose it. That's who reserves it for himself. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. That's when you give yourself up to the Lord, when you humble yourself, you mortify the body, it says, then you're going to find everlasting life, eternal life, one that's really going to count. He that receiveth you receiveth me. See, that's a key thing also when we're out there in the world preaching and teaching and sharing the gospel. When someone receives the gospel, it isn't that they've received you, so don't take credit of your own. It's credit all goes to the Lord. They receive the Lord. And also when they reject that, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the Lord. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. And that's awesome. When you receive Jesus Christ, you're receiving the family. You become adopted into the family of God. And that is permanent. That is sealed. That is eternal. We don't have to worry about it ever again. And He indwells us with the Comforter. And He's along with us all the time and everywhere. As he tells us over in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Forever. Not just temporarily, forever. The Holy Ghost comes into you, and he never leaves you. Even when you become a disobedient child, he's still there. He's letting you know you're messing up. Listen to him, get it right, get it taken care of. Over in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Some reference to how we are so well sealed in our relationship with the Lord. And when we're in this world facing all sorts of persecutions, all sorts of harm, all sorts of threats, we don't have to worry about it because we're sealed. We're with the Lord, we're always going to be with the Lord. He is with us, in us, always like that, no matter what the world does. Romans chapter 8. Pick it up in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecutions or famine or nakedness or peril of sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And this is actual literal. Accounted as sheep for the slaughter. There are Christians being killed even today somewhere in the world for being Christians. The rise of the horrible Antichrist Muslims have resulted in countless people being murdered and are continuing to be murdered on a daily basis. nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, more than conquerors, even when you are one of those that is horribly persecuted and tortured and, and murdered. For being a Christian, you are more than a conqueror. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from that relationship. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Not even our own disobedience. We become a disobedient child and we receive the chastisement because He loves us. He's going to give us a whooping, yes. We're going to burn up some rewards if we get contrary, yes. We become disobedient, we're going to suffer for it in one way or another. But we need to take it to the Lord and ask forgiveness for it and begin to rekindle that pile of rewards that you're going to be able to enjoy later. And rekindle a relationship with the Lord that you should have. And keep it right. Get it right, keep it right. Stay prayed up. That's one of the key things. We need to continuously be praying for understanding of the will of the Lord in our lives, pray for the strength to fulfill that will in everything that we even think, everything that we do, that we always stay in His will and know that even the death that comes upon some of those that trust in the Lord will not separate us from His love because that is eternal. That is everlasting love that will never diminish we have so much to look forward to as truly born again Christians that we don't have to worry about the world. We don't have to worry about the horrible things that are going on in the world. We don't want to be upset when we see all the horrible chaos and destruction around the world because we know what's going to be ahead of us. Like it tells us over in 2nd Peter in chapter 3. I love going here because when we know what's going to happen, we're looking forward to it. We're hastening for the coming of the new heaven and new earth. As he says there in Second Peter chapter three. Peter verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy holy conversation and godliness? In all of our interactions with others, we need to keep that in mind, to be holy, because He is holy. In verse 12, Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God. Are you really looking forward to this destruction of all of creation that is around us? If you are, then you're looking forward to what's next. Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, who are the we? The born-again Christians that are indwelt with the Holy Ghost. According to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things... Be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Without spot and blameless. To get that relationship right, to get that relationship to the point where it really should be, that we are a living sacrifice, that we are not conformed to this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the power of the Holy Ghost. It comes into us because we are children of God. And He is with us, always with us. And when we mess up, when we stumble, take it to the Lord and ask forgiveness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not just some of it, but all unrighteousness. He can cleanse us from all of it. And over in 1 Peter chapter 5, in verse 6, Humble yourselves therefore, "...under the mighty hand of God, that ye may ex- that He may exalt you in due time, when we humbly come to Him, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you." He loves us, He cares for us, He comforts us, He's with us everywhere we go. "...Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you, be sober, be vigilant." Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's always out there. He's always trying to find something to get you with. Something to pull you away from the Lord with. Be alert of that. It reads, Whom resist is steadfast in the faith. You resist that devil steadfast in the faith, in the faith of Jesus Christ. It tells us that if we resist the devil, he'll flee from us. And resist the steadfast into faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Everybody's dealing with that. So it isn't just you that's having to go through it. So come together. Strengthen each other. Tell each other your experiences so they can also learn from that and be able to stand up against the wiles of the devil. When we take on the full armor, then we can deflect those fiery darts that come at you. We can... Defend ourselves against the wiles of the devil by the power and the might of Jesus Christ because He's always with us. He never leaves us alone. Verse 10, But the God of all grace who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Glory and dominion. Jesus Christ, the true and living God. When we totally trust in Him, He indwells us and He never leaves us. Like it said there in Isaiah 41, verse 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with all, excuse me, with the right hand of my righteousness. And as he tells us, he will never leave us or forsake us. Trust in the Lord, he will see you through whatever you face. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and the Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the Comforter that you give us. And it is by a grace and it is a gift. Help us to really cherish that and, and honor that. And also encourage us to go out and share it with others as well so they can come in and have that comfort and peace. And know no matter what they face, that you're right there with them, helping them through it. Thank you oh, so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.